0: Let's go. Welcome
1: to the Loans On Demand Podcast, the show where we flip the real estate status quo on its head and put loan officers into the driver's seat. We, we, we give you all the tools, strategies, resources, and mindset needed to modernize your mortgage business and thrive. And my name is Luke Shankula, aka Longform Luke, and this is the Loans On Demand Podcast.
0: I hope you're ready for the Loans On Demand Podcast.
1: Hey, what's going on? Welcome to the Loans on Demand podcast, the show where we flip the status quo on real estate agents and help loan officers get into the driver's seat. And today we have Reed Letson, the founder and CEO of Elevation Mortgage. uh, And he's a broker owner there. And so, uh, and he's out of Colorado. And so really quickly wanted to introduce him. uh, And so Reed, tell us about yourself.
0: What's up? up? Thanks for having me, Luke. Um, Yeah. So I have, uh, like I said, I'm uh, owner of Elevation Mortgage. Uh, we've been in business for about three years now. Um, I started in uh, the mortgage industry back in 2004. Um, so oh. we started with uh, calling Linden Tree leads.
1: Dude, that's awesome, man. And I know you've uh, I know you've <laughs> evolved uh, over time, and and you've done some cool things. But um, yep. before we get there, let's. Uh let's talk a little bit about that journey, right? Let's talk a little bit about the way that, that, you know, you've built your own brokerage now. Mm-hmm. Um, you're doing your own thing. So kind of talk about that journey. I'm a, I'm a sucker for those, uh, type of stories. Right. And, and you know, we, yep. we, I just love talking about the the struggles, right?
0: Yeah. So, um, let's start off with my very first job. I got fired from.
1: <laughs> I feel like that's what all uh, entrepreneurs, right? Like you get get fired or laid off or something like that. Right.
0: Yeah. So, um, obviously we we're doing uh linen tree leads calling, you know, nationwide. Uh, it was, you know, back in the big refi boom. Uh, well, maybe not the biggest one, um, the one we're in right now. Yeah. But uh, you know, uh, back in uh, the days where you could say subprime um, and, and it didn't get a cringe from everyone. Um, but yeah, we uh, obviously I got fired from that job and um, you know, it was mainly because no one, um, taught me how to sell sure. pretty much. They didn't teach me kind of like how to, how to market yourself. It, it was, it was, there was no marketing back then. It was more of buying leads from Lending Tree and that's all we did, you know? So, and, and,
1: and so did you work for like a, like a retail shop or, or what kind of a shop? was it? it wasn't like a call center, was it?
0: Yeah, it was.
1: <laughs> oh, it was a call center. Okay.
0: Yeah. Had, they didn't,
1: they didn't teach you how to sell at a call center. That seems crazy
0: we had about 50 people um in this office and obviously that company no longer in business sure um, but yeah they there wasn't really any um art to calling um or how to how to pitch the thing or or anything like that and it was just like hammer out the phones you know you'll get you know if you if you um you know call enough people each day someone's going to bite
1: sure yeah so so all right so you got fired you, uh,
0: I actually went back yourself. to school. Yeah, yeah, I actually went back to school, got a master's in accounting. Uh, did that for Ooh. a little bit, and I was like, um yeah. let, let's let's get back into uh, into the markets industry because that was not fun." Yeah. Um. So I was um, shortly after that. I was a project manager for uh, UBS Financial. Uh, okay. Did that. I uh, managed all the mortgage-backed securities and stuff sure. like that. So basically making sure that we could sell off the loans.
1: Nice. Um,
0: yeah. After that, um, my wife, uh, had just finished up a uh, fellowship at Vanderbilt, uh, in Nashville, and, uh, she wanted to move back to Colorado. So now, uh, we, we ended up uh, moving, uh, here about, uh, about three and a half years ago. Okay. Uh, I went to work for a broker in town and, um, really they they weren't providing any support um whatsoever it was kind of like uh you know i'm not going to give you anything but i'll give you a you know an los which was basically point <laughs> uh out wow love it <laughs> that's that's some great yeah. support um they um you know and of course they had the point uh points uh website so that was really um uh, you know really really outdated with uh yeah. Adobe and everything else. And that was it. And, um, you know, I saw that, you know, they were taking, you know, 50, bips off of what I was making, um, when they weren't really providing me anything for that. Sure. Um, so I opened up, I think it was about eight months after I moved here, um, and got back into originating. I opened up my own brokerage.
1: That's awesome, man. So, so, uh, (laughs) so, so you, you almost opened up your brokerage out of necessity then, right?
0: I did um, because I talked to a few other brokers in town and they just weren't providing any value. You know, at the end of the day, if I'm going to work for someone and they're going to make money off of me, like give me something other than just a, a place to hang my license.
1: Sure. Sure. So, so tell me, um, was it easy the first uh, little bit?
0: Uh, oh, getting back into originating?
1: Well, no. Was it, was it easy starting
0: your, your, your shop? Uh, it, it's a lot easier than, I, I think that if I knew everything that I do now, it's not that hard. Sure. And, and I think that, you know, there needs to be, um, you know, some kind of training out there uh, for new brokers um, to be like, hey, this is something you need to know before you even get it. Uh, you know, open your broker shop. Because there's so many little different things that you don't think about. Um, sure. Cost wise and everything else. Now, obviously, the cost to open it up your own broker is, is fairly inexpensive. But, right. you know, it's, um, there's a lot of ins and outs with the compliance and you know, the call right. reports, <laughs> all that little thing. EO
1: like and all that kind of fun stuff. Yeah.
0: E&O, um, you know, getting your um, website up and running, which LOS you want, you know, which, um, you know, CRM and everything else.
1: 40 broker packages you got to fill out. <laughs>
0: Yeah. So if I had to do that again, I would pay to get it done. Can <laughs> <laughs> someone just do this
1: for me? Yeah, that's awesome, man. So, um, so I know you do some cool things here, and obviously, this is this is kind of why we have uh, uh, this show is is because we really like to talk a little bit about how loan officers, uh, mortgage brokers, are leveraging uh, different strategies to grow their business, right? And I know uh, the the typical status quo within the mortgage industry is. Go cold call real estate agents. Go to networking events. Go to B and I's. Do those sorts of things. Go find some business. Go to coffee dates with realtors. So tell me a little bit about how you have uh, flipped the status quo. Let's just say on on how you do business with real estate agents. Because I know yeah. you got a bunch of cool different things that you do. But uh, let's let's start there.
0: Well, start off. I did all those things. I did B and I. I did cold calling. I did coffee dates. Uh, I don't do coffee dates anymore. I actually uh, make them come to my office. Instead. Cool. Um, so them
1: a nice coffee in the, in the office at least,
0: uh, no,
1: (laughs) you don't even give them coffee. Cool. That's even better. Right. So no coffee guys, you don't have to have coffee. You can still get business.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, um, one of the things that I, uh, I think that has really helped me grow my business is, um, my virtual assistant. Um, so, you know, obviously I, um, I've got one, uh, down in Mexico now, and she does a lot of my social media for me. Um, cool. so a lot of the posts that you see me making, uh, I'm not posting those. Um, it's actually her doing that. Um, obviously I give her direction and everything else. Um, but it's, it's really hard doing a lot of that legwork for me. And obviously that frees up a lot of my time. Uh, second thing that she does is she will reach out to realtors, um, through social media, um, like, through, like, like cold DM type stuff. Yeah. Cold DMs. Nice. Um, and, uh, we'll, We'll also put uh, what we'll call a trigger post on uh, social media, talking about all these leads we're generating. um, And I'm tired of working with crappy realtors.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So, so I think that's, that's huge, hugely important, right? Is, is you're leveraging very highly, obviously your VAs are, are a piece of this. uh, And I want to go back to that, but I also think that something else we can talk about, right. Is, is leveraging uh, basically organic marketing, which is one of my favorite types of marketing. I mean, I basically built my business off of organic marketing using the Facebook platform. So, so talk a little bit about that. Um, how are you leveraging, uh, let's just say trigger posts and, and things like that to to kind of grow your audience and talk about how you also, because uh, I'm sure you did something something about this. How did you get more realtors into your audience?
0: Yeah, so um, honestly, it's, it's all about staying consistent with posting um and yep. you know, if, you, if you're not posting you know once a day a couple times a day um then a lot of people are just not um seeing your post i mean in the, the day you sure know? i try to not make stupid posts like some realtors um yeah. <laughs> and, loan officers. and loan officers yeah um it's 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 the you know you you, you know what posts i'm talking about yep I mean, yep just really really crappy posts um it's you know what you're you know What's your favorite color, or something stupid like that?
1: Right, right. Um, yeah, the the engagement based bait posts. Yeah, uh, I I agree with that. I, I think there's better ways to to generate engagement than to uh, than to, than to do that. And so I, I do agree with that. I mean that that's a that's a way. I mean for someone who's just getting started out, that's that's a way to yeah. Get if get you're in the system, um, yes. But but uh, if that's your your only tactic to get engagement. Uh, you know, I think that's somewhat outdated. And it, and it goes back to some of the old days of, of edge rank and things like that, you know, uh, back in 2011, that, that went away. And so there's, uh, there's a lot of new ways that you can do things. But the biggest thing is, let's just I say think, being authentic, yeah. being authentic and, and putting out content consistently, right?
0: Exactly. I mean, you want to really put out, you know, uh, stuff that will help people, not just like Um, you know, the people I don't want post um, making comments are the people that stay on Facebook all day. Right. Like, cause they're not doing any business. Right. Sure. (laughs) I don't want them in my algorithm. Right. Right. (laughs) Um, So what I do is I talk about different things that I'm doing, whether it's uh, generating leads, whether it's uh, doing YouTube classes um, or like, You know, closings that we've had um, that have been like, uh, hey, uh, you know, got clear to close on this, you know, whatever, you know, two days, one day, um, you know, got uh, under contract, blah, 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 multiple offers, whatever. But, you know, it's just really about trying to pull those people out. Now, one thing I have noticed is over time, your your reach is growing and growing exponentially. Um, Like when I make posts about... You know, the lead generation we're doing, we're doing, uh, I think our, our last numbers is we're getting a uh, Google ad for under six, uh, six bucks a lead now. That's crazy. Uh, yeah. And uh, I had uh, three realtors reach out to me on this post and they were, and they're not small time. One guy does about 70, 80 transactions a year. Another one, uh, he has a team that does about a hundred. And then another one was at 50. So,
1: so imagine, imagine loan officers, right? Imagine having realtors reach out to you, right? That's, that's, again, this is the whole purpose of this, of this show is is to, is to show you new ways that you can attract people. And I think so many times we get stuck in this mentality that we have to be out there reaching out to them, all these sorts of things. But the reality is getting direct to the consumer and having leverage like that is one of the biggest power plays that you can, uh, that you can create. And I know you use multiple uh, different systems, uh, multiple different legion sources, because, you know, obviously diversification is key, right? Referrals are awesome, but you know, they're not really infinitely scalable. Uh, you know, so, so going direct to the consumer using Google ads, I know you do Facebook stuff. Um, I know you do YouTube, some, some YouTube, some YouTube stuff. So, uh, it's all about being consistent and, and you talked about that, right? You consistent with posting, but also posting things that people actually want to engage with, uh, and stuff like that. Right. I think one of the things that, that people forget loan officers, real estate agents, they, they try to sell constantly, right? Like mm-hmm. I'm a loan officer, come work with me. I have the cheapest rates, come work with me. And, and eventually that's just noise that just gets, that, that's just noise. And right. And, and I usually, uh, live by this sort of, uh, used in thirds, right? You want to post in thirds, right? Your first one third and maybe even less depending on how much you post, is business type content. And this isn't selling all the time, right? This could be proof posts, like 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 Reed mentioned. Uh Reed talked about um about hey they closed a loan in X amount of days, right? Or it could be, hey, work with me, rates are low, right? Uh, but you don't want to talk about that all the time because you want to have stuff like I like to talk about my family because that's what I'm trying to attract, right? Yeah. Reed talks about certain things because he wants to attract the sort of people. that uh, that he wants to work with right exactly exactly and so yeah man and and talk a little bit more about that because i think that that's huge Uh, it's something that people forget um is is
0: well it's it's one of the things that i think that you know the idea is to detract people that are not like you um so you so the people that are like trying to
1: repel them basically right
0: yes yeah you want to repel those people but the people that you know get your post you know you want to add and some of your personality in there. Yep. yep. Um because at the end of the day, okay, I'm a broker. Yeah, we got the best rates, whatever. <laughs> right. Um, there's also, I don't know how many brokers just in Colorado Springs. Right. Or right. just in Colorado. I mean another there's hundred,
1: another hundred brokers probably just in Colorado Springs,
0: right? Yeah. And so what makes me different from the rest of the brokers out there? It's it's going to be you know, are they going to relate uh, better to me versus the other person?
1: Yep, yep.
0: And, you know, I'm trying to push people away that I don't want, uh, or that don't want me. Um, and then the people that, you know, once I start making my, you know, we'll call it my, um, my family and personality post, those are going to be people that are going to attract more towards yourself.
1: Right, when well, I know you, you're, you're a big whiskey fan um yep. and so you know i know talking about that stuff you, you work work you know those are the type of people hey people that are attracted to that guy oh this is cool yeah i like i love i love fancy whiskey too so or whatever I, maybe it's not whiskey i don't know um but bourbon. Uh, I know you, bourbon whatever you know same thing you know to me that's the same thing because i don't really care right but you know at the same time like the people that uh understand, Look, right, so don't go, ever
0: buy any, anybody any whiskey <laughs> well i just
1: i just i just buy whatever you tell me to buy so you know i'm good there I literally still buy people Angel's Envy because of your recommendation, uh, like I don't know nice. a year ago, because um, I'm like, well, Reed said it was good, and, and he likes he likes whiskey or whatever. Maybe it's bourbon, I don't know, whatever. Uh, but I, I buy it, so it's cool. Um, and so, and so, yeah, man, it's it's huge uh, t- to attract people to you that are similar to you. Um, and I love that you've gotten it to the point that now you're able to leverage um, a VA to to do this for you, right? And I think we we can kind of circle back around to that conversation because I think it's important to kind of note a little bit about the strategies behind how you're doing it because I think you have to start doing it yourself initially because you have to... You've to understand it. Right, right. You have to understand how it works, how how, to, and also building your your awareness and, and your personality and stuff like that. Because it takes time. It's really awkward at first. Um, it's it's it feels weird talking about some some of the stuff we talk about uh, business stuff like that. But the reality is, like, you, you need to be a holistic person when you're online, right? And so just trying to outsource that piece. Too many times, people try to outsource social media management, right? They're like, oh, well, just I'll just have this company. What's that one company that does it? But, but anyway, whatever. they're all templated stuff and no one actually goes in there and watches them or reads them, or whatever. Right. So it's like you need to be a person. Um, and so that's, that's huge. And now you've been able to semi-automate semi slash delegate that, so, so let's talk a little bit about that.
0: Yeah, so um, right now, so I just recently hired the VA I've got now um, because I wanted, so, um, so I had someone in the Philippines. Um, great, great VA. But from a social media standpoint and understanding exactly uh, what message to get across, um, her English was not, uh, English writing was great, but actually comprehending personality and stuff like that is not a good fit for her. Right. For- Right it. for that sort of a position,
1: right? Because right. They'll, they'll do great at other things, but yeah, contextually to understand the nuances of the English language, uh, it's tough. Exactly. It's tough if you haven't speak, uh, spoke English as a native language because you know it's a, English is a tough language because of you know the way that we speak. <laughs> so <laughs> yes.
0: and it so really is. so that was one thing when I was uh, interviewing people down in Mexico. Uh, for this VA role is, you know, just want to have a conversation with them, not really like a business like interview uh, type style, Um, but just, you know, really get to know her and, uh, you know, kind of what she does, uh, you know, for fun and stuff like that. We just kind of hit it off and uh, had a really great conversation. Um, And then I hired her um, based on that conversation. Um, I said, you know, the kind of the job is you're going, you need to learn about me. And, uh, she's like, and she was kind of thrown off by that sure. like, well, because you're going to be essentially become me. Right. Right. <laughs> um, and so what, I, what I mean by that is that when she's making posts, she's going to put, um, she's going to learn over time, you know, what I would say in this scenario.
1: Right, right. Basically speaking through your voice. Exactly. Uh, almost like a ghostwriter does for, for a book, right? And so, yeah, I, I love that you, you, you say it that way because that's really what it comes down to is I think too many people try to outsource this this too early um, and and they outsource it to, to templated companies that provide templated services. But the reality is a templated service is never going to replicate what a true human uh, is going to attract, right? Because a human is going right. to attract the, the sorts of people that are similar to them again, right? Going back to that conversation. And so- Uh, the nuances of, of read is going to be very different than the next person. So, so the person really does almost have to understand you at a very uh, deep level and kind of your likes and dislikes and the way you speak uh, to be able to, to have, and and I I know authenticity is kind of a word thrown around, uh, at least in the marketing industry way too much. Uh, But, but it's true. Like the reality is that that is true. Like like truly being authentically yourself is, is the best selling proposition that you have. And people try to fake authenticity, which is why that word has such a negative connotation these days is because people are like, oh, be authentic. And then they're like, totally not authentic, right? So it's like, <laughs> if you really are yourself, just just be yourself, right? Just talk about the struggles, talk about the, you know, it's not always sunshine and roses and, and people love to talk about everything being fine. And the reality is a lot of times things aren't fine and people don't relate to people that are always perfect. That's the reality too. Exactly,
0: so. exactly. And you know, what, I'm teaching her is, you know, not only uh, what I, what she needs to post and like what the captions need to say and stuff like that. But when people come in, she needs to be re- responding back to them um, and understanding exactly what I would say in that scenario. Um, does,
1: does she engage with other posts on your, on your wall at all? Yeah. Cause that's, I was going to say, that's a huge, a huge piece of organic marketing that people over, over, overthink or not Mm -hmm. overthink, but over oversee, I guess you would say is they don't engage with other people. And so if you go out and engage with other people, those people are going to be naturally drawn into your circle because you're engaging with them. Uh, But there's also the law of reciprocity, right? Because you engage on other people's stuff. They're going to come back and engage on your stuff. Uh, But also from the algorithms perspective, Facebook's like, all right, well, this person, you, you know, and you talked about DMing people, uh, Facebook prioritizes people that you're DMing with because they, hey, if you're actually talking to this person via uh, the the DMs, Personal message. Right, it, right. Yeah, personal message. Yep. Yeah. And, and so, and so, so
0: that algorithm is shooting up higher than anything else that you can do. Yep. Um, yep. And that's why she's always sending out direct messages, um, you know, every single day.
1: So talk about that. What's that? I mean, you don't have to go through the whole entire process, but like yep. how, how many people, how many people is she messaging on a daily basis? Is there caps on that? Um, um, and is it what sort of conversations?
0: To, yeah. I try to keep it under 25 a day.
1: Okay. Sounds about right. So, so it sounds like you're not a robot, which is good. <laughs> you just don't want you don't want to throw off the robot algorithm, right? Like Facebook, cause Facebook knows when you're automating things, stuff like that. So uh, yep. it's, it's good. It's good to talk about that. Right. So, Hey, if you're going to do this, just be careful because you can get shadow banned.
0: Now, one of the things um, that I do uh, is I've got a list of realtors um, that I want to stay in front of. And I want them to see all my posts. And I sure. want them to engage in all that good jazz. So she's got the list. And she knows to at least comment on at least one or two of their posts every single week.
1: And not like a lame comment, right? Not like, Good job. You know, like you've right. seen those, you've seen the the pods or whatever, the engagement pods or those those types of things, where people like, seventeen people say like the same thing, great post, that's awesome, great, and you're like, that's not a real, that's not real people, right? So, no, actually it's you,
0: it's, you know. it's someone in the Philippines,
1: right, right. <laughs> well, they have those engaged, especially on LinkedIn, they have these things called engagement pods. Um, and so you'll just see someone post something and then like a bunch of people like great posts and it's like all like just real, you can just tell they didn't actually read the post and they're just all in an engagement pod. So they're required yeah. to, they're required to comment something lame on there. Right. And so, um, it's, it's huge, but, but I love that you said that, right. It goes out and comments on there as far as the messaging goes to, are, are you sending these people messages on, on a regular basis? Are you doing it as an intro or what does that look like?
0: Um, so which, which message just like the direct messages.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So if you're direct messaging them. So,
0: um, I'm trying to basically, I normally, what I used to do. So now, you know, the birthday, um, you know, crap, but sure. which definitely helped my algorithm. Right. Um, and I think if you're starting out, it's a great way to do that. So anytime someone's having a birthday, instead of writing on the wall, shoot them a uh, direct message and it's, literally it doesn't matter what it is. like, you know, happy birthday, Luke. Hope you have a great day. That's it. (laughs) Um, and so over time that's going to start building up and the more, um, they start seeing that, um, or now that you're in their algorithm, um, they're going to start seeing a lot more of your posts. And that's a great way to build up that algorithm really quick, um, and get more people seeing that.
1: Yeah. I love that. I love that. And, um,
0: what's that content
1: look like? Right? Like, so, so yeah. when you're reaching out to someone, I mean, I know you said the birthday, the birthday thing, I, I do think with the birthday thing, it's great, but it, you could also get lost in the noise of, of actually building that personal relationship. And I think that's probably yep. where you were going to go with that. Yep. Um, so, it's, it's great. It's great, but go ahead and, and, and go what what you're doing. Yeah.
0: About. So what we're, um, as far as the other um, direct messages, um, I tried to do it based on you know, a post that I've made. Um, so if someone engages with it, okay, I'm reaching back out to them. That's
1: So that's a relevant way to reach out to them. Hey, like, saw that you like my post type of thing. Yeah, exactly.
0: Maybe not that cheesy, but...
1: Right, 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 right.
0: <laughs> but um, like, you know, there's a lot of realtors that are afraid to make a comment on your post. Agreed. Especially one that um, is like, Hey, I'm getting all these leads. I need, I need better realtors. A lot of them have too much pride. Um, to oh, for sure. The
1: cost. For sure. Well, and, and here's, here's a little tidbit or, or, or most of the engagers are not buyers, right? That's what I've learned. Uh, so, so, so the engagement is a, is kind of a vanity metric. Like uh, the, the type of people that you want to work with are busy stuff like that. And they generally are not going to be commenting and liking. The reality is though, they see it. They see it. Everybody sees it. Right. Like I see people that have never engaged on my posts. Like I love your posts, bro. you haven't liked a single post. What are you doing? <laughs> so, 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 you know, just, just realize that, that a lot of times, like, like, like we mentioned is the people uh, you know, they might like your stuff, but they're not going to comment and stuff like that. So, so, so I guess talk about that. Like, what is, what does that look like?
0: Yeah. So anytime that someone like likes or loves or whatever um, I'm, especially if it's on a post that I'm trying to get more realtors sure. uh, drawing in, I'm reaching out through drawing messages.
1: Uh, not, not on your whiskey post? So you're not like, hey, I saw you liked whiskey. <laughs> you know, you want to hang out sometime?
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, instead of coffee, we're going for whiskey. Yeah, all right. Exactly. That's the um, perfect, perfect date. But I do have a list of, you know, the top agents in, um, in you know, Colorado Springs and, you know, Denver and everything else that I do want to work. And so when I do make these posts, I know they see them. Sure. And another way is if you email them, which I email all every single agent in my database every month. And so if their email is tied to their Facebook, you're you're now in their in their algorithm.
1: Oh really? Yeah. Oh my gosh, I didn't even know that. I don't know if it's a fact,
0: but let me But it makes sense. It does because Facebook
1: is tracking everything. Yeah. I mean, who knows?
0: Well, because like, I know that I emailed this realtor. Um, I hadn't seen his posts in months. And then just like that, he he started popping up in my feed.
1: Hey, it's a good theory to test, right? I mean, you should be emailing, you know, emailing some sort of value to, to your people anyway. Right. I mean, and, and, now that's another thing that we can talk about. I don't want to get too deep here because we, you know, we've gone, gone a while and, you know, we can get, get into a lot of the, the nitty gritty there. You know, oh, yeah. um, I know, I know emails is a good way um, just to stay in front of people. Uh, but since well, we've, one
0: thing that a lot of people don't, uh, you've got to realize is realtors read their emails. It's, I'm, I'm getting about a 40 to 50% open rates. And you know, we're segmenting out all of the friends um, that I have on Facebook figuring out if they are realtors or not, and they're going straight into my database.
1: That's awesome. So that
0: list is gonna start growing bigger and bigger. I've probably got roughly about 500 realtors in my database and they're getting emailed every single month.
1: And what, what sort of content are you sending out in your emails?
0: Except mm, so for my copyright.
1: Which is why you're getting a good, I mean, you don't have to tell us the exact things you're doing, but like, what, like is information? I mean, cause I think what, what people get caught in is like, I got the best rates.
0: No, right? like I don't. I talk pick about up all the that. phone
1: all the time, right? Like especially like with that.
0: realtors, they don't
1: give a shit. Right. Right. Exactly.
0: You know, they don't. Um, They. The only thing they care about is can you grow my business and can you get the loan closed? Right. That's it. I mean,
1: that's true. <laughs> true. The consumer doesn't even really care about the rate. To be honest, I mean, they care about convenience. Exactly. They care about it's not being that hard. Uh, it can get done fast. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, yeah, they say they care about the rate, and yeah. It, at some level they do care about the rate and so does the 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 realtor but that's not what they really care about right what's in it for me how can you how can you have the what's in it for me mentality about how you put out content because generally what most loan officers are doing is they're thinking what's in it for me as in what's in it for the loan officer so how can i get more business instead of how can i show them how to get more business right And and i'm assuming that's kind of what you're doing which is which is awesome man um cool and is there any any last sort of tidbits that you'd like to uh, to leave? I know we've gone through a lot of different things, and we could probably talk for hours. I know you do all kinds of different types of marketing, um, but I just want to keep this you know fairly fairly short here. Uh, so, is there any last I guess piece of advice that you'd leave for loan officers that are looking to you know kind of dive into this sort of realm?
0: I would say hire before you need it, um, and the reason why is because when you need it, um, you you know you're already maxed out.
1: Well, this evidenced, evidenced in 2020 slash 21, where yeah. uh, everybody went from, you know, basically doubling, tripling their business. And so we're talking about in, in general, right? Not just necessarily for what we talked about today, but like hiring a processor, hiring a yeah. whatever. A now, hiring a
0: processor, hiring an LOA. I hired an LA, LOA before I really needed it. Um, and I could, honestly, I could probably still do all the duties um, that she's taken off my plate. But then, what happens is when you have that free time, you can call realtors.
1: Well, and here's and here's uh, (laughs) I'm reading a book, and I already mentioned it. I mentioned it on our last podcast, actually. So this guy, uh, this guy's getting a lot of play here. But this book, uh, I just started reading. It's called uh, Who Not How. It talks about this mentality of of always looking for the who that can accomplish the things that are outside of your zone of genius right? So, so yeah. how can you find someone to write your emails? How can you find someone who, to do your social media posts? How can you do, find someone to do these things for you? Because the reality is too many times loan officers, uh, and I think salespeople, entrepreneurs in general, were, I think humans in general are, are lazy. Um, and, and we're always looking to find the path of least resistance, right? And so we ultimately want to, to do these things early before we get so busy that it's like, well, it'll just be easier to do it myself. So yeah. I love that, man. I love that. So, so that's something obviously, you know, you've, you've been in business, what, three and a half years and hiring before you're ready
0: yep. or before you need it. Because here's the thing, if you wait until that time, not only do you have to go through the hiring process, now you got to train them. And yep. if you're already maxed out at capacity, where are you going to find the time to train or
1: Yeah. Them? Yeah. Yeah. Or, I mean, you somehow got to find more hours in the day or, you know, you're all of a sudden working instead of working 12 hours, you're working 16 hour days. Right. So yeah,
0: <laughs> but,
1: uh, it's not, it's not fun. So man, I, Reed, I appreciate you being on and thank you so much for being here. And again, this is the loans on demand podcast and we're just really trying to help loan officers flip the status quo and put loan officers in the driver's seat. Have a good one. Thank you for tuning into the loans on demand podcast on loans on demand podcast.com.
0: The Loans on the Man Podcast.